Moss. But um, we will get to our next interview here in just a few seconds here on our big broadcast. 26 minutes after the hour. Thanks for joining us. Or if you're joining us live, 31 minutes after the hour. I don't know. I need to sync these... uh, I need to sync these damn clocks up. That's what I need to do. I need to sync them up, my man. That's what I need to do. I need to get it figured out. It is uh, 2018. Can you believe it's 2018? Um... I'm trying to figure out here. We're going to see. Because <laughs> I've got two names here. We're going to see what happens. We are going to call our next guest. And we're going to hopefully talk to Dr. Miles Schneider. Dr. Miles Schneider is hopefully going to be with us here in just a few seconds. Hello. Dr. Miles, how are you, my friend? It's James Lowe with iHeartRadio. How are you today? How are you? Happy Pretty good, actually. Happy New Year, my friend. I, uh, Thank I, you. I wanted to get you on here today to uh, discuss your book and also kind of discuss uh, what's going on uh, with Obamacare and some of the different things going on out there. Uh, we've got Dr. Miles Schneider with us today. He is the author of Restoring Health to Healthcare, a simple, uncomplicated plan that actually deals with the real cause of the healthcare crisis facing our nation today so we can end this problem once and for all. And um, tell us a little bit about what's going on with Obamacare. A lot of people think it's going to collapse on its own. It's a very good question. Um, there's a lot of, obviously, a lot of uncertainty going on. Uh, it looks like, uh, it sounds like at some point it may collapse, but there's some issues that are going on that's interesting to me. Because, um, first of all, uh, Susan Collins, uh, the senator from Maine, voted for the tax bill, and apparently in exchange for that she was promised by um, Senator McConnell, the speaker, that there would be eight billion dollars that were going to be reimbursed wow. uh, back to ACA, and there was going to be another ten billion dollars back to the states that he supposedly is going to be drafted the beginning of this year. So that's one question mark. Plus, they have to deal with the child health insurance program. They have to deal with that. That it's going to run out of money, but I think they're going to refinance that. Um, then the mandate to uh, stop you know young people or people healthy from buying in health insurance was was uh, now repealed, but doesn't take effect to 2019. So 18 is a definitely a lot of uncertainty because I, I don't know if they're going to get to health care for a few months because they've got so many other important things on the table. So uh, that's a good question. There's, a, there's definitely some uncertainty, and premiums are probably going up anyway. Whether they're going to go up more or less based on the repeal is something I'm not convinced of because I don't think... I know they say 27 million people are uninsured, but I think that numbers, while it's real, there are some people that choose not to be insured. And there's also about 5 million uh, illegal immigrants who would not be qualified for insurance. So that, to me, the number's more more realistically around 16 million, if that. But So, good question. I I don't have all the answers because it's going to depend on <laughs> see what the Senate's going to do. Yes. Whether they're going to get yes. to that... Uh, what what they promised Susan Collins. 
We've got a That's uh, key. we've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live. He's an Obamacare analyst. Doctor Miles Schneider joins us today here on the uh, Skype audio. He's got restoring health to healthcare. It's a fantastic, fantastic book. Now, um, a lot of folks are uh, are wondering. Uh, what is going on here? Because Pelosi has declared that this tax bill was the worst in history. Give us your take on this. Well, I'm I'm, I'm not into politics. I'm not into money that much. But um, <laughs> I don't see I don't see it that way. Of course, it's going to. The reality is, we're going to find out one way or the other in the next six months or a year, right? Um, I don't see it that way. I, I see it uh, as a possibility of a good thing in a lot of ways because uh, there should be more jobs. Should be more people making more money. Um, I don't think it's a rich versus poor thing as as it's been portrayed. Uh, certainly, uh, from healthcare, I know they they project that possibly another 10 billion people will be without insurance. Maybe 13 billion over the next decade. Again, I think that that would be sad, but I don't think that necessarily is going to happen. Um, and uh, I don't think it's going to be that terrible. I really think it's going to actually turn out to be okay. Um, and I think it'll be okay, it'll be a good thing for healthcare because I think more people will be have be able to afford healthcare now if they start making more money and have more money in their pocket. Um, so I, I don't. I, my feeling is it's not going to be such a bad thing at all. I, I the, the good thing or the bad thing, because so much with politics, you never know who depends on who's talking. Is this is going to we'll find out? Everyone who's going to vote in eighteen is going to know whether this was a good thing or not. They won't be able to hide it, as far as I can tell. Which is what I think is a good thing, because it's nice to vote on if you're going to vote, uh, knowing what you're voting on, and if you don't have to listen to anybody, because you can look at the facts. We've got a uh, great guest with us today, Dr. Miles Schneider, with us today. Now, um, what? Tell us a little bit more about your book, because uh, your your book is fascinating, my friend. Tell us all about it. Well, thank you. Well, the book basically states that the problems that we associate with healthcare—high premiums, high copays, high deductibles—and spending three point three four five trillion dollars as a nation last year. Um, we look at that as the cause of our problem. That's all we do is always trying to figure out how to get money to do it, which we just talked about with, with these dealings uh, with the tax bill. And the reality is it's not the cause of the problem. We totally don't do anything about the cause. And therefore, if you don't do anything about the cause, you're never going to get anywhere with it, in my opinion. We've been, healthcare costs have been going up for almost 60 years now. Before Obamacare, with Obamacare, now we don't know what's going to happen after it. Um, and that's all because too many of us are getting sicker and sicker in younger and younger ages. And that's the bad news. The good news is 70% of these problems, including heart disease, stroke, cancer, diabetes, um, issues with conditions like obesity, high cholesterol, high, high, uh, Blood pressure, these are, we know 70% of these are preventable by just early detection and making some better lifestyle choices. So my book is about that, and it's two parts. The first part talks about what the government needs to do to help us start doing something better about our health, to help us live healthier by incentivizing us, giving us up to $5,000 per adult over 18 years old who 
who's doing something to be become healthy. You don't have to be perfectly healthy, but you got to start doing something to be healthy. And you have a physical exam year one, and then year two you have another exam. And if you do what you're supposed to do over the year, you've qualified for the incentives. Second part of the book tells what each one of us can do on our own to get ourselves healthier, whether the government's going to help us or not. And because, let's face it, if you don't go to the doctor as much, you don't spend as much money on health care, you have more money to spend on other things you want to spend on. It's like a tax cut. So that's basically what the book's about. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what inspired you to write this book. That's a good one. I was working on another project about nine, nine years ago, and I came across, uh, it was about health, and I came across a joint statement by the American Cancer Society, American Diabetes Association, American Heart Association, in which they said that two-thirds of all deaths at the time were caused in our country by those three diseases. And then there was a quote in there that said there's incontrovertible proof of the economic and medical benefits of early detection and making preventative lifestyle choices or choosing to live better, talking about just nutrition, exercise, and avoiding tobacco, and that that was the first thing that caught my eye. And then a few years later, I saw something, it was 2007, by the Toronto, Ontario, uh, the Ontario Ministry of Toronto. They published a report, a report about preventing uh, serious chronic diseases, and they have a quote in there, just by eating regular exercise and not smoking, again, up to 90% of diabetes, 80% of heart disease, and one-third of cancers can be avoided. Then in 2010, something similar. World Health Organization, CDC, uh, Centers for Disease Control, they, they said 80% of heart disease, 80% of diabetes, and 40% of cancer can be prevented by early detection and lifestyle choices. So I'm saying to myself, well, that's the answer. All we got to, everyone knows this, so why aren't we doing something about it? And hardly there's anywhere from around 3 to 6% of healthcare dollars are spent on prevention. So we have to change the way we think. We got to start thinking more prevention and less sick care. And if we start doing that, then we could solve this problem. And what better to do it? What better way to do it, in my opinion, that is to financially reward people who choose to live healthier. And that's that's where it came from. It is absolutely amazing. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on iHeartRadio and AMFM247.com. An incredible, incredible book. Dr. Miles Schneider with us today. He's the author of Restoring Health to Healthcare, and he joins us today here on our big program. Now, um, what's kind of some of the feedback you've been getting on the book so far? Because I know that there's a lot of folks that are picking this book up and uh, sending you emails and tweets and Facebook posts and all these things. Give, give, give us feedback, my friend. Well, most of the feedback is most people think it's a great idea, but I, a lot of people, I think, don't. One of, one of the things is they're trying to figure out how they, how they think it's complicated to be healthy. I think they're surprised when they learn that it's not that complicated to be healthy. That healthy, being healthy has more to do how you eat, sleep, and drink than medicines or doctors and lotions and potions. Uh, that's, that's one thing that I come away with. Uh, and uh, that's the other thing is I think people don't they, they 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 appreciate it but they're trying to figure out how they what do I mean by how they can be self responsible for their own health and the way I explain it is possibly by an example let's say someone has finds out they have a terrible heart disease and they had uh, when they're sixty seventy fifty five and they have to have 
open bypass surgery, and they're fine. And then once they heal, they are they go into what's called everyone does now cardiac rehab, where they do exercise, talk about talk about how they eat, their lifestyles. Well, if that had been done 30 years ago, they wouldn't have been in having the having the heart disease, heart heart attack, possibly in the first place. So we talk about you have to make those choices. What do you eat? What do you add? Do you exercise? Don't you exercise? And another interesting thing that did come up is this thing that, well, you know, if we're going to give the government's going to give away so much money, uh, I don't like the idea of big government, that we can't increase government spending. And I love the kind of, I understand their concern, but the reality is my program, we're going to save so many billions of dollars that the government's actually going to save money, number one. Number two, um, this is a part where the government has to help us. Uh, all of us are affected by health. All of us get sick, no matter how much money you have or don't have. And so we, the government, I think, is a perfect position to lead the way. You know, uh, President Reagan, I guess, said years ago that the government's role is, is to protect people, not to run their lives. And I look at this personally as we have, to, we, have to, we have a problem with disease. To me, it's almost like a war against disease. If we would, disease is affecting our people. Disease is, is definitely attacking us. It may sound like I'm embellishing it, but it's true. And if we could cut down on disease, not only would we save money, we'd be more productive, we wouldn't miss as much work, we'd be happier, wouldn't have miss as many opportunities to do things that we want, have a better chance to be the best person we can be. It's, it affects so many parts of our lives. When, when you think about it, economically especially. 